0: this is of ink and insight and i'm sin an intuitive creator mindfulness seeker and expressive arts coach coming to you from the snug my tiny studio in st paul minnesota whether you think of yourself as creative or not my aim is to clear the way for deep self-inquiry to help quiet the critical voice and offer you the freedom to grow into an intuitive creative practice that truly nourishes you. I won't tell you all the right ways to write or make your art, but you can always count on me to provide plenty of prompts for experimentation, discovery, and sharing. My own messy writing, contemplative photography, and artwork is proof that courage, freedom, and beauty can be found in the smallest, most ordinary moments. Are you ready for more creative freedom? Then let's begin. Hello from the snug, and it's absolutely gorgeous outside in St. Paul, Minnesota right now. My absolute favorite time of year to go for a walk through the leaves and the light is hanging low in the sky and giving everything this sort of magical glow all day long. I love the sound of the wind through the leaves and the trees and having the windows open all day long. It's just my very favorite time of year. And so it's no wonder that I'm a little late with this episode. And for those of you who receive my monthly newsletter, this podcast will sound rather familiar. I wrote about acceptance and approval. Acceptance, it happens when somebody counts your work as the real thing, a legitimate piece of art. Approval, on the other hand, is when somebody likes it. Maybe they even like it enough to buy it. And I've been immersed in a fledgling art practice for about two years now, not a very long time. I tend to believe that my artwork is genuine art when I say it is, even more so if I frame it or put it up on the wall. I haven't found the official litmus test for real art Quite yet. I might post something on Instagram as a work of art, and most people will accept this as true. You could even say that life is art. We shuffle around to our places, making noises, bumping into things, glugging food and beverage down the tube, and pushing our papers and our numbers and our buttons. And we fall into a pile of blankets when it gets dark outside. It seems ordinary, but actually it's strange and beautiful. We all do some version of that routine, but we each have our quirks, our unique marks, colors, and compositions. We don't even have to try for it. The day just spills out onto the canvas of time, the ballet of the mundane. Now, do we like it? Well, That's a whole nother thing. Recently, and I might have mentioned this in a previous episode, I donated a piece of artwork to an arts organization for a fundraising show and sale. All the donated pieces were posted in an online shop without mentioning the artist who made each artwork. Buyers would learn about the artist only after the sale. So when my piece sold, it was because someone liked it, not because they were following a trend or collecting work from a particularly experienced or successful artist. This was approval and it felt amazing. It's not easy to even get real approval anymore because the world is so Overstuffed with like buttons. Uh, but this, this felt real. Now I'm paying close attention to my thoughts as I create. Am I craving more approval? Am I trying to create work that I think other people will like and buy? Am I losing a sense of freedom by trying to make nice pictures rather than freely experimenting? I broke into a really large panel last week, the largest I have, which is a 36 by 36 board. I spent a lot of time and a lot of paint trying to make something worthy of such a big space. And I kind of hated it. (laughs) I kind of hated the process of making it and I kind of hated how it turned out. But I wondered if other people might like it. If so, would I be okay with that artwork existing in the world as my art? Am I okay with art making in service to other people's taste and approval? I think I could ask the same questions about writing. Like, are we afraid to write poorly or take risks because we think others would not like it? Do we think we can't really call ourselves a writer unless we follow all the rules and standards for good writing? What do we give up in terms of freedom, expression, and creativity if we only write in service to other people's taste and approval? Consider me a champion for the creative unconscious, the intuitive approach, the the messes-make-the-best-art scenario. Perhaps there's a risk that art made in this way won't be accepted as the real thing. Maybe no one will reward the effort with money or approval if it doesn't look like something out of the room and board catalog. In my view, the experience of making art with freedom and joy is quite possibly one of the most healing and satisfying experiences there is, and if no one ever buys another artwork with my signature on it, I've decided to have no regrets about making it. I think showing up for just about anything in life with an open heart deserves a little applause, don't you? With that, I'd like to read you a poem, with permission from the poet Ellen Bass. The poem, called Don't Expect Applause, can be found in Ellen's book The Human Line by Copper Canyon Press. Don't Expect Applause. And yet, Wouldn't it be welcome at the end of each ordinary day? The audience could be small, the theater modest, folding chairs in a church basement would do. Just a short, earnest burst of applause that you got up that morning, and one way or the other, made it through the day. You soaked up in the steaming shower, drank your Starbucks in the car, and Let the guy with the Windex wipe your windshield during the long red light at Broad Street. Or maybe you were that guy, not daring to light up while you stood there because everyone's so down on smoke these days. Or you kissed your wife as she hurried out the door, even though you were pretty sure she was meeting her lover at the Flamingo Motel, even though you wanted to grab her by a hank of her sleek hair. Maybe your son's in jail, your daughter's stopped eating, and your husband's still dead this morning, just like he was yesterday and the day before that. And yet, you put on your shoes and take a walk, and when a neighbor says good morning, you say good morning back. Would a round of applause be amiss? Even if you weren't good? If you yelled at your kid, poisoned the ants, drank too much, and said that really stupid thing you promised yourself you wouldn't say, even if you don't deserve it. So I invite you to just think about this. Do you find yourself sometimes angling for approval in your work, in your relationships, or in your creative life? What is it in your ordinary life that deserves a little acceptance and applause? I'd love to know. I think the best art is made from cherishing something ordinary, whether it's a photograph, a story, a song, or a painting. In fact, in the simple act of gratitude, you're making art because you're making something ordinary into something extraordinary. I hope you'll create more art in your life whatever medium or method you choose i'll be alongside cheering you on see you next time thanks for listening find show notes additional resources and a discussion thread for this episode at of ink and insight on substack While all the content you find there is self-funded and freely available, you can help support me in this podcast by subscribing at the level that feels right for you. Just one more thing, I want to hear from you. What questions can I answer? What creative challenges can I help you overcome? Is there a guest you'd like me to meet and interview? Get in touch by finding Of Ink and Insight on Substack or emailing me at sin at com. I look forward to connecting.